You're listening to Love of the Links Golf Radio with your host, PGA professional Brendan Elliott and the Little Linksers crew. Good morning and welcome to this edition of Love of the Links Golf Radio uh, podcast. This is your host, Brendan Elliott, uh, PGA professional here in Central Florida. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, this is the podcast for the week of February 4th. And we're actually recording this podcast a little bit uh, late in the week. Uh, typically, we try to get the the podcast recorded and posted the first part of the week uh, so we can recap what had happened in the, the prior week on the PGA Tour and the golf world. Uh, but busy, busy this week and got bit by some bug that seems to be going around. Um, so once again, I am uh, running solo on the podcast this week. Uh, had to get it recorded and get it sent out to our listeners, which are growing uh, slowly, uh, but surely we're growing some more listeners. Uh, but again, like I've said in many podcasts, I'd like to be able to get to the point where we have some really good interaction uh, and uh, continue to grow the base that, that we've got. Uh, so last week on the PGA Tour, we'll start there. Uh, Ricky Fowler uh, was the champion. It wasn't the cleanest of final rounds. Uh, definitely a tough day for Ricky. And But how good is it to see this, this kid? Fifth tour, victory. Uh, just a really solid young man. And I really feel that Ricky gets it. And and what I mean by that is, well, he, what I mean by that is you really don't have to look any further than his, uh, than the start of press conference uh last week um let's let's just take a listen we're speaking of winners winner of the 2019 waste management phoenix of ricky fowler ricky congratulations on your fifth career pga tour win when you moved to number seven fedex cup stands inside the top 10 president innings and a host of things uh, maui i heard you mention the three tournament of champions is an option um other uh, routine day of golf huh yeah, I don't know if you were watching, but um, I hope I never have to go again. Um, I was playing this week. I, I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I thought it was going to be a lot easier than that out there today. Um, you know, we got we got dull of you know weather and conditions, um, you know, any low scores. Uh, it was it was just kind of grinded out. Had you know a couple tough breaks and kind of just had to deal with bunches, um, a couple big ones, but. Um, it feels good now, but I tell you, it, it was not fun. There um, seems as soon as I kind of got something going, I'd uh, take a step or two back and had to kind of dig myself out of some holes. So uh, definitely, you know, coming out on top. But I really don't want to have to go and win tournaments that way. I know uh, more questions will come up about that, but uh, one of the things that stood out with what I heard you say earlier is that life is more than about that thing. You really kind of put it into perspective that whether you won or lost today, there's much greater things in life that kind of keep you, keep you moving forward. If you could just kind of touch on that again and kind of how that kind of keeps you focused in, in uh, the bigger picture. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, whether people say I'm not, um, you know, someone that gets enough or, you know, I guess whatever it may be that they think, should be or people that win should be but um you know at the end of the day out there for me um you know the way i was brought up by my parents my grandparents and, and the people i surround myself with is 
you know, life's bigger, the day-to-day stuff and you know, trophies are great and all. And I mean, this is, this is amazing. This is, you know, something we've wanted to, you know, I've wanted to win here for 11 years now since I first came, um, since the Thunderbirds gave me a spot, but sitting around 11 with things kind of seeming like they're definitely not going well. Um, you're just kind of thinking, you know, if we finish, if we happen to finish second, third, fourth, you know, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Um, going to live another day. Uh, we're going to move forward. But, uh, you know, thinking at it as, you know, there's a lot bigger things out there. Um, I always think of Jared Locke, um, you know, especially with after the Thunderbirds uh, putting his bag and uh, plaque up there yesterday. And, you know, I've looped the duck in my hat at all times. Uh, so he's always with me. He's along for the ride. Um, so thinking about Griffin Connell, um, a friend of ours and family lost uh, a year ago. Um, so it's things like that that kind of help put those times um, in perspective. Uh, life could be a lot worse. Um, and so then you kind of look at things in a positive light and just say, all right, we'll go we'll see what we can figure out and make the best of the situation. Uh, it was nice that we were able to play a good, you know, final five, six holes and put ourselves in a, in a spot to go get this thing finally going home with us. <laughs> okay. So yeah, and the man definitely has things in perspective and, and and actually this is something that uh I, I really want some of my junior golfers to to listen to once we we post the uh podcast and particularly listen to that uh to that part of that inter the post tournament interview with Ricky. He you know he, he's a professional golfer. He makes a living at playing the game. Uh, and with the number of opportunities that he's had to win in the past and hasn't gotten it done, uh, he still keeps things in perspective. He is still one of the best golfers on the planet. He appreciates winning. He definitely uh, appreciates losing, and what I mean by that is he, he learns from it and he moves on, uh, but this this is uh, something that a lot of us struggle with. Uh, we We tend to get kicked down and, and beat down and don't have things that always go away, whether it's on the golf course or off the golf course. Uh, but there's there's so much that most of us have to be thankful for that you really have to learn how to put things in perspective. And where we're talking about a game here, for Ricky and the guys on tour, uh, again, like I said, this is what they make their living doing. Uh, so it's important. It's much more important than, than myself, even myself working as a PGA golf professional or any of the juniors I work with that are, you know, even those that are elite players, there's more important things. And if you're able to put things in perspective uh, with your golf and with your competition, uh, everything just seems to fall in line when you have that perspective. And and I really think Ricky is a fantastic example to, uh, to all the young golfers out there and really to all golfers out there and not just Ricky. I mean, you can, you can look at the, the, the line lineup of uh, young golfers out there, Jordan Spieth, almost out of the same mold as Ricky, Jason Day. There's a, there's a lot of really good young kids out there uh, that, that just really seem to get it. And I'm not saying anything negative about, against a lot of the others, but uh, it's, it's refreshing to see uh, this type of attitude out there where you can be ultra competitive, but at the same time have have things in perspective. So congratulations to Ricky Fowler. Great. Uh, on at the waste management an event that he's been trying to, to grab for, for quite some time. So again, congratulations to Ricky Fowler.
Uh, this week on the PGA Tour, we're actually into the Friday round as I, as I record so at the AT&T Pebble Beach National Pro-Am. This is, this is a favorite to a lot of people, uh, having a lot of the amateurs out there, such as Bill Murray. It's a lot of fun, and I, and I think it brings in some, uh, some less uh, core golfers, some more you know, fringe golfers to, to watch because it's interesting to see guys like Bill Murray or, or Kevin Costner or some of the others uh, shaking it up and playing out there with the, with the tour pros. Uh, as we look at the leaderboard, uh, obviously, they're on the Monterey Peninsula out in California. And as I record this, uh, don't think they're getting going. What is it, 10 o'clock Eastern time? Checking the scoreboard. And, yeah, I don't think anybody's out on the course yet. Or if they are, it's some of the later groups. Uh, but leading away after the first round with uh, 64, uh, Brian Gay and Scott Lingley. Uh, they both played on, uh, played on the Monterey course. Uh, best score on the uh, Pebble Beach golf links was... Kim with a six under 66. Um, some notables that are playing well. Phil Mickelson is one shot back with a 65, six under Monterey Peninsula. Uh, who else we got there? Kevin Kisner is at six under. Jason Days at six under. Brandon Grace played a great round. He's five under. Um, and probably one of the most interesting, there's Jason Day, Dustin Johnson. They're both at five. Cooch. Uh, Sorry, there's Matt Kuchar at four under. He's he's playing well. Graham McDowell, uh, former U.S. Open winner right there at Pebble Beach. Uh, he is four under. And uh, Pebble Beach is playing host to the U.S. Open once again this year. Uh, so it's uh, it's one of those rare circumstances where there's a regular tournament uh, that they're playing in this week and they're also hosting a major later on in the season. Uh, one of the interesting players uh, that's uh, got a lot of hype on Golf Channel and, and uh, some of the other uh, golf media outlets Um is Ho Sung Choi, a uh, very unique uh, individual from South Korea, uh, very unique golf swing, probably one of the most unique golf swings uh, that I've seen. He came in at a one over 72 with a little shaky start, uh, had a really good uh, back nine going two under. Um, but I, I think if he was able to make the cut, uh, which I'm not sure that the cut will fall at, uh, but it would be pretty cool to see him on the weekend uh, in his first event on the PGA Tour. Uh, he's 45 from South Korea. I believe he has five victories on the Asian Tour. Uh, also at one over, uh, David Duval. I'm a big fan of David Ball, former number one in the world, golf, ch- golf channel commentator. Uh, he, he typically plays this event at Pebble Beach. Um, I think he really likes the course. Uh, he shot a 73, one over 73. So again, uh, Pebble Beach Golf Links, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, another event going on, very interesting event going on this week, uh, is a combination of the European Tour and the LPGA Tour. This is happening in Victoria, Australia. It's called the Vic Open. Uh, and it, it's a cool concept. And I really hope that, that people take a, a good hard look at this on how unique this is and, and what a, a, a promising thing it could be, not just for women's golf, uh, but for golf in general. So basically what they're doing is the men and the women, the men of the European tour and the women of the LPGA tour are playing together uh, in, in every other foursome or every other group, excuse me, I don't know if they're going out in fours. Every other group is from European tour, LPGA tour, European tour, LPGA tour. And, of course, ladies are playing at the yardages that they would play, and the men are playing at the yardages uh, that they would typically play. 
Uh, but it gives the opportunity for for the golf fan to to see the women and see the men uh, out there competing. Uh, so it's a pretty cool thing. Leading uh, for the the women on the LPGA side is Kim Kaufman after two rounds of 66. Uh, some notables we've got Kari Webb. Uh, she's a local, obviously in Australia. With a second round 65 after a tough start, 73. She's at seven under. Uh, and again, Kim Kaufman of the USA with two sixty sixes at 13 under. On the men's side uh, for the Euro European Tour, uh, again, at the big open, Victoria, Australia, uh, from, uh, he is in a four under 6466. Nick Flanagan, another Aussie, he is in an also 14 under with a first round 62 and a second round 68. So this will be interesting to see uh over the course of the weekend is is the you know the the fires really put to the field players uh with the men and women playing together awesome awesome thing for the golf industry for golf fans uh it's having this is probably one of the first of what hopefully is many of the women and men professional golfers uh for many tours uh, playing together so that was what was the week in golf as far as the pg tour goes and what currently is going on on the PGA Tour, European Tour, and the LPGA Tour. Uh, so, so some other topics for today. I wanted to uh, touch on uh, basically a, a, uh, from the side of a tip or suggestions uh, for me as a professional, or excuse me, PGA professional, to any amateur golfers that may be listening, and more specifically towards uh, the youth that I work with, and, and it really comes, this, this idea that I'm going to share with you, it comes from a lot from what Father was saying in his interview uh, earlier that I, that I played for you. Golf is a game. And, and I know at times it's a frustrating game. It's a difficult game. Uh, and, and a lot of you choose to work hard at it and, and develop your game until you can get to the point that you can compete and be successful. But I, I think... From what I see, a lot of the juniors, uh, the frustration factor is something that's difficult for a lot of people to to try to get over. And really, from the standpoint of getting your game into shape and and becoming a better player, it real bo- really boils down to attitude and preparation. Uh, attitude goes without saying. You you can you can get emotional. You can you can. If you hit a bad shot or if you are struggling with a particular issue that just comes out of nowhere, which basically it seems like that's always the case, uh, you, again, you got to put things in perspective and you got to put the work in. So it's this mindset of a good attitude, but also realizing that you got to put the work in, in order to perfect things. It's not like riding a bike. Uh, golf is a very difficult game. Uh, and if you're not putting in the time, you can't really, in my opinion, expect to uh, tackle some of the issues you may have. And it's interesting, as long as I've been teaching the game uh, to kids and adults, um, the constant that, that show up in our swings, our tendencies are always going to be our tendencies if we don't try to work through them on a consistent basis. So my suggestion for for anyone listening, but more particularly to to the folks that I work with is you have to formulate a plan. Uh, you have to have a path. You have to have goals. Uh, once you establish your goals, that's when you can go ahead and put the plan of attack 
into place and you have to be dedicated plan of attack. Uh, this is doing drills that may be suggested by if you work with me by myself or if you work with other golf professionals by them. Uh, drills you can do at home, drills you can do at the golf course. Um, and, and don't skip skip and try to make things easier. It's 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 like anything in this in this life. You have to put the work in to be successful. Um, and it's not always going to be fun. Now, you can make it fun, and that goes back to the attitude side. You can make whatever you're doing fun. So, for example, if, if I want you to do some drills to work on rotation and keeping the club moving and keeping your body moving on those 40, 50, 60-yard shots, um, hitting shot after shot after shot and spending you know 30 minutes of hitting those same type of shots may not sound fun, may not be fun, but make it a game. Make it fun. Uh, give yourself some some goals, some targets. I need to hit X amount of the next, let's say, 50 balls within a certain distance from the pin. Um, things like that and track things. I'm a big believer in, in tracking your progress because that's the only way you're going to know uh, if you're progressing, if, if you're tracking. Also, use technology. This is something, uh, as I said on the last couple podcasts, uh, something that I've been doing uh, through V1, uh, Swing Profile is a cool app. Uh, let's see, what else are some of the things that we're using? Blast Motion and Blast Connect. These are a lot of really good technologies that can help you uh, track your progress and see what you're doing. And if the time you're putting in is uh, something that's helping you grow and helping you uh, become a better golfer. Yes, that's my co-host, uh, Buddy the Dog, in the background. You may have just heard. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's attitude and preparation. Those are the two big things. Uh, and if you don't have a, a golf professional you're working with right now, I think it's advantageous for, for anybody that wants to take the game seriously uh, to to do that, to invest the, the money and the time into working with a golf professional that can be your second set of eyes uh, and if it's just not in the cards for you financially to, to have a coach or an instructor that you're with on, on maybe once a week or twice a week or whatever the case may be, once every other week, uh, if you can't do that, then invest in some of the apps and, and things that are out there. Take video of your swing. I think I had mentioned in previous weeks um, about uh, some of the remote plans that we're going to offer soon. Uh, you could take a video conceivably of your swing and never meet me face to face, but send me those videos. I can turn around and do a review of the video, point out some things, give you some practice drills and things to work on. You go and work on it for a week or two, send me another video and we can go back and forth that way. Uh, so, so there is other options out there if time and money is a factor in your particular situation. Um, and really, I, I hope that a lot of you uh, take this to heart that, um, one, the game of golf is like no other, uh, but it does require a, a positive attitude and requires some of your time and energies into improving your game. Next thing I wanted to briefly talk about is, uh, I think I'd mentioned this before too on the podcast, but last year, Little Linksters turned 10 years old. Uh, it was our 10-year anniversary. Very proud of that. Um, and as we move into 2019, uh, we have a couple different directions that we could go with Little Linksters. We got really got a fork in the road here. 
Uh, it's not going anywhere. Little Linkster is not going anywhere. But how we evolve in 2019 may or may not be the look and feel of what we've done in the past. The mission will be the same. Uh, but we have some folks that we're talking to. Uh, in whichever direction we go, it's only going to get better. And there's going to be more and more opportunities for young golfers out there. Uh, but I wanted to share with you a couple notes we got last year as we turned 10 years old in August of 2018 uh, from some very influential and special people in the golf industry. Here's the first. I was 10 years old when I started playing the golf. golf you guys are way ahead of me. I mean, you're going to have six, seven, eight years of experience before you got to my age. Uh, I think that's fantastic. Brendan, you and your, you and your gang and everybody are doing a great job of bringing kids along, grow the game, make it special. Uh, congratulations on your 10th anniversary. And, uh, you know, I know you're looking forward to the next 10 and wish you much luck. Yeah, that was uh, Hall of Famer and the GOAT in many people's mind, Jack Nicholas. And, and Mr. Nicholas has been, uh, he, he's been a good friend of Little Linksters. He's, uh, for those of you that have participated in our best peewee swing competition, you know, He's been a judge for Little Linksters. Uh, the, God, I think this is his fourth year of the nine years we've, we've had the contest. This is the fourth time he's been a judge. Uh, and and, and it's, it's cool uh, to have someone that is respected as Miss, Mr. Nicholas uh, helping out and, you know, really understanding what's in, important as far as junior golf goes. He has a lot of initiatives, a lot of things that him and his wife Barbara are involved in. Uh, so that's why it's even more special for me uh, to have someone like him uh, take part in some of the things that we're trying to do with Little Linksters. We also got a special note last year from this individual. Hi, this is Annika. Happy 10th anniversary to the Little Linksters. Congratulations, success. And Brendan and your team, keep up the awesome job. We, Annika Foundation, are of course happy to support you in any way we can. Yeah, and another uh, special note from another Hall of Famer, Golf Hall of Monica Sorenstam. Uh, what it's interesting, some people don't know this, but when we first got Little Linksters going in the early years, uh, we actually met with Anka's husband Mike and some of the folks from her Anika Foundation about uh, potentially working together, uh, and that was early on in the in the infancy stages of Little Linksters. So it was it was pretty cool to have that opportunity to work with Monica on a couple projects, her through her foundation and her husband, Mike, uh, who sponsored our tournament at Lake Nona Golf Club from our Little Linkster series on a couple of occasions. And uh, we really appreciate, you know, her being a judge in our swing contest. She was one of the first judges in the first year, helping with our tournaments, uh, helping writing letters of recommendation. I applied some national awards and local awards. Uh, so uh, it's special. It's, it's very special. Also got a, a cool note from another individual, uh, someone I've gotten a little bit of course of the last year or so, um, seeing for the PGA section. Joy Primer here. Um, just want to congratulate you on your 10th anniversary with Little Inksters. Uh, what you've been able to do with kids bringing this great game over the years is absolutely incredible. Big thumbs up for you, buddy. Yeah, Charlie's, Charlie's a neat guy. Uh, some of you may know that he is uh, no longer going to be working on morning drive, which is going to be sad. You'll still probably see him time to time, uh, occasionally on Golf Channel doing some 
some uh, telecasting and he'll definitely uh, still be doing some stuff with PGA Tour Radio. Uh, but Charlie was the vice president of our North Florida PGA section. And that's how I got to know him a little bit. Uh, he's moving up with his family, kind of getting back to his roots and his home up in uh, South Carolina, the Myrtle Beach area. And he'll be working up there doing some cool stuff. But appreciate getting uh, that note of congratulations from from Charlie as well. Um, so yeah, 2019 is going to be an interesting year. Um, already has been inside the ropes here at Little Linksters. Um, but I encourage everybody to check out a couple things on what we're doing. One, go to littlelinksters.com, really for everything that we do. But check out specifically our best peewee golf swing in the world video competition. This, like as I said, is our ninth year. Uh, and kids from around the world can submit videos. Our age groups are under three, three to four, five to six, seven to eight, nine to 10, and 11 to 12. The nine to 10 and 11 to 12 are new in 2019. Uh, one winner from each age group. Uh, we're going to pick a special winner from each age group uh, in celebration of our goals program, which is for children with special needs. Uh, one, one individual from each of those age groups that fall within our goals parameters uh, will be crowned winner of the best golf swing in the world. Uh, so that'll be a pretty cool thing. Uh, also check out our Little Linksters Tour Series. Registration, incidentally, is going to be opening through our new partner uh, for registration, Blue Golf. That's going to be opening actually today. Uh, so if you go to littlelinksters.com, you can find out more information about our tour events, more information about our uh, clinics. Uh, we're doing some cool camps with PGA Junior Camps. Uh, we did that last year, but we're launching registration for this year. And we're going to have two special camps in addition to our regular half and full day camps. We have a girl power camp, which will be for girls only, select weeks uh, throughout the summer. And I'm specifically going to lead some advanced slash high school camps for some of the more advanced players uh, in Central Florida. Or if you're vacationing and you're in the area and your child's a good golfer, uh, check us out on pgajuniorcamps.com, or you can find the information on our Little Linksters website. We've also got uh, PGA Junior League registration has started, uh, so you can go to littlelinksters.com and check out P PGA Junior League. You can register there. There's a two-step process on that. you got to go first to uh, PGA League website, register with them. There's a $75 fee to register through them, and the kids get... Uh, two jerseys, a hat, a whole bunch of goodies. Um, and then the second step is to register through our program specifically. Uh, and we will start in May and run through August. Uh, we provide uh, two two-hour practices a week, Thursdays and Fridays, which is by far more than any program I know of in Central Florida. So it's really worth your worth the money uh, for, for folks to have their kids and what a great program this is, PGA Junior League. You don't have to have a child um, that's per, per se a golfer. It uh, can be any athlete or any uh, child wants to try something new. It's just a cool program. plays a team in a scramble format. Uh, and, you know, it's a good mix of kids, different age groups. We are offering something new as well this year. There is a 13 and under uh, team, which is typical. And there's also now a 17 and under team, which will basically be comprised of uh, youth 14 to 17. So uh, I was talking to my good friend, Rob Robinson, who's Winter Park golf team, Winter Park high school golf team. 
won the state championships last year. I was talking to him the other day about what a great program Junior League is for kids that are kind of on the the fringe on the on the uh, of making a golf team at high school level uh, or not. So a lot of those kids that may not make a team in high school, uh, what opportunities do they have? So that's why I really love that PGA Junior League's doing this uh, 14 to 17 or what they call 17U uh, program. Uh, so I'm hopeful that we can get some kids signed up for that. Uh, not a lot of teams throughout the state that are doing doing the 17 and under, uh, but hopefully we can uh, make that uh, something we change quickly here in Central Florida. Uh, that's basically all I had at this point. Uh, thank you for listening to Love and the Links Golf Radio. Uh, this was your podcast for the week of February 8th today as I record, but the week of February 4th. Enjoy watching Pebble Beach this weekend, uh, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to Love the Link. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Love the Links, or email us at lovelinks at gmail.com.